So, I'm gonna record the intro. Oh, hold on, I better get back to that thing. Hang on, just let me open the beer first. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna open the beer? For Actually, the no, I'll open the beer when we're Wait, yeah, taping yeah, it, yeah. so we can make a reference to it. Yeah, no worries. This podcast is not safe for work, and it's brought to you by this post on r slash Today I Fucked Up by Magnet Boy Throwaway. Today I Fucked Up by getting Hulk Hogan stuck to my foreskin. Even though this happened over a decade ago, my family still occasionally roast me for it. Back when I was around nine or 10, my family bought me these toys for Christmas. As the picture suggests, you could connect a figure's fist to another via the magnets on the fists themselves. So like Hulk Hogan, Goldberg figures with the magnet fists, which happened to be really strong. You can probably see where this is going already. In my not-so-clever mind, I wanted to see if I could connect the wrestlers to my foreskin. I remember stretching my foreskin in one hand, while also holding one of the wrestlers' fists against the stretched skin. Then with my other hand, I grabbed the other wrestler and slowly brought its fist closer to the foreskin, and that's where the other fist was sitting on the other side. Snap! I fell over and screamed in agonizing pain. As not only were Hulk Hogan and Goldberg stuck to my foreskin, they were pinching the end like a snapping turtle. Hulk and Goldberg held their grip while I screamed in pain. I tried pulling them apart, but due to the pain of or panic, I just couldn't. To my absolute embarrassment, my mom and dad rushed into the room and had to pull Hulk and Goldberg from my dick. This story is still brought up at Christmas dinners to this day. Also, the top comment from uh, Octopus God says, I remember these toys. I remember how cool they were. I remember never thinking about using them to bro-fist my cock skin. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, we'll start now. I love how you non-react, you just spaced out (laughs) during because you didn't want to think about magnet foreskin. No, not at all. All I know is I've been doing that show for 337 episodes, so I must be doing something right. And, and what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I'm hosting a goddamn national television show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the PG... Re- well, okay, that's not my intro. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the PG <laughs> Wrestling Retrospective. An in-depth exploration of... WWE's least celebrated era. On my name, fuck, I'm fucking up this intro. My name is Lewis, and I am joined as ever with the Luke Gallows to my Serena Deeb, Jack, Jack. aka Jay Smooth Jay's. in the house, ready to kick some ass. This is episode eleven, the awards episode that I don't know what I'm gonna call. Yes, probably my, just the awards episode. My Google Doc says seasonal awards, but they should just, be wearing suits. I feel like. They they don't know we're not wearing suits. Like oh yeah, we're wearing suits. Don't worry about it. We we could be wearing. No, I'm wearing a fucking tie dye shirt <laughs> and the jeans I may or may not have slept in last night by oh, accident. Very wholesome. Very wholesome. So today we are going to discuss all of the shows we've reviewed so far in a sort of awardee format, and you know see what happens. So basically, Ooh. we have a few awards. Each of us have three nominations for this award, except for one that I only have two. But that's fine. <laughs> 
and if we agree on one of them, then it basically becomes the award. But we can also like barter with each other and Ooh, discuss barter. that. The old yeah. trade system. I'm a big fan of the barter system, <laughs> as you know. This is the superstar shakeup. <laughs> and now it's time for a wild card rule, rendering <laughs> it all pointless. So true. All right. So up first, I think we're going to get started with most. Oh, what are we going to get started with? The old. Oh, fucking! I got. Oh. I actually got like because I was at home, so I tried to get Jack to buy the beer. Well, you the... tried to. You did. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Well, I messaged you. I paid you for it, so I'm not a freeloader. And so you, you were just like, "What? What do you want? Like a couple six packs?" I'm like, "Yeah. What brands? I don't really give a shit as long as it's not Asahi or cider, because like I would throw both of them up today." That is where he made the fatal mistake. <laughs> he got. Coronas, Corona. no, no lemon or lime. All right, I forgot the lemon and or the lime, but and or the lime. And, but we're at Lewis's house, and he doesn't have lemons or limes. What do you think? I have fruit here? You fuck! Like, come on. Well, you drink enough beer. I don't buy Coronas that often. I normally uh, only have Coronas when I'm out. It's like a last coronas. drink. Yeah, Coronas are great. Like, I normally last drink them though. But the other six pack that I picked up, the beer that every Australian drinks it's their favorite beer yeah absolutely no every what. australian drinks this beer completely foster's classic <laughs> how apparently was, was, this right. at, was this at the bottle shop near my place yeah or? fucking hell i've never like i've never seen it and i go to like the australian beer section for my cassie days like so i went to the bottle shop don't don't name the address of the bottle shop near my house purveying all of the fine beer selections and my eyes gazed across the Foster's Classic, and it, I remembered a Friendly Geordie's video. Yes, we, where, we are obsessed with Friendly Geordie. He did, like, an Aussie beer review, and he tried this one as the one that no Australian has ever drunk, but everyone thinks we drink, and he actually really liked it. So I was like, I've never had it before. Let's have a go. All right, so how does it taste? Give it, give it, give her a taste. Because I'm drinking my Corona right now, and I have the Foster's in front of me. Honestly, it's not bad, but it's not my favorite. Obviously, it's a fucking Foster's. Like, yeah. we drink high quality Yeah, but you've never beer. tried it before. Look, look at it. Look at that fucking <laughs> can. Like, come on. It's the a, can is pretty shit. <laughs> it's an F going up like an orange dude's butthole. Like, that's not cool, man. No, it's alright, but it's not the best, and I wouldn't probably buy it. How many it standard is it? 1.2. Oh, okay, so that's about as much as, like, a Han Super Dry, I yeah. guess. Well, the current is 1.3, so make mm. that what you will. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Cassie Pale is 1.5. That's why we drink that Cassie Pale. Exactly. How, how many is like an acai can? Like fucking like two probably. Yeah. Of the can. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, five hundred mil. Can, yeah. Jesus Christ! All right, so up first we're going to go most forgettable championship. Do you want to do your? Uh, uh, oh, you actually, can go first. cool. Because I actually did. A, I actually did research for this yeah. one, which is rare for me Ooh. as a student. I rarely ever do research. <laughs> so, up first, I have the Divas Championship. On episode one, The Great American Bash 2008, Michelle McCool beat Natalia to become the first deep... I wrote here the first Divas title. <laughs> Everyone just wears Michelle McCool. <laughs> <laughs> well, Undertaker did turn her into a motorcycle, yeah. so it's very strange. <laughs> Jesus Christ. At episode three, Unforgiven 2008, Michelle McCool beat Maurice to retain. At Survivor Series, the champion Michelle McCool was in that incredible... Five on five women's Survivor Series match, episode six, the best part of which was Santino. In brackets, Michelle lost. <laughs> At Armageddon, episode seven, Michelle was in the classic match of the year, 
8 Divas Santa's Little Helper match. She did, in fact, win, though. On, de- on a December 22nd episode of SmackDown, Maurice won the title. Maurice was in the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal, making googly eyes at Kid Rock. <laughs> she did not win. Second up, I have the United States Championship. At the Great American Bash, episode one, Shelton Benjamin beat fucking Matt Hardy to win the title. Remember when Matt Hardy was US champ? No. Exactly. (laughs) Neither did I. I was like, is Wikipedia wrong? Nope. He held the US belt right before he held the ECW belt. How about that? Shelton was at the WWE Championship Scramble Match at Unforgiven. Episode three, he lost. (laughs) Episode five, Cyber Sunday. Shelton beat R-Truth in a title defense in the dark match in... Guess guess the time. Guess how long the match went for. Oh, like three minutes. You are bang on correct. Oh, yeah. Three minutes. I am psychic. Shelton was a part of Team Orton at Survivor Series 2008, Episode 6. His team won, and I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure he was not one of the sole survivors. <laughs> I think he was in the Rumble, and on the go-home SmackDown before the Mania... MVP beat Shelton for the title. MVP was in the Money in the Bank ladder match. In brackets, he lost. (laughs) Rough. And then finally, I have the WWE Tag Team Championship. Not to be confused with the other WWE Tag Team Championship. This is the one that's on SmackDown and ECW, I think. On episode one, The Great American Bash, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder won the belts from Jomo and The Miz. Finn Swoggle and Jesse and Festus were also in the match. It was all right. Remember, we lo- we really liked Festus yeah. in that match because Festus was the shit. I think they interfered in the Undertaker versus Edge match at SummerSlam 2008, episode two. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, on September 21, SmackDown taping, the Colons won the belts. The Colons. Yes, the Colons, as I said. <laughs> uh, they were unified with Joe Miz's World Tag Team titles on the Mania Dark match. Only seen by me because somewhere rattling around I have the WrestleMania 25, like, three-disc set. Yeah! R.I.P. Video City. That was how I watched mine. Oh, damn. That was so shit. Like, videos... Oh, I should have gone to the, like, closing down sale and snapped up, like, all the wrestling DVDs. Get, like, I don't know, like, Armageddon 2003, Beyond the Mat, and, like, (laughs) all the weird ones. All the weird... Like, Beyond the Mat was at, like, Video City. That was was. so weird. And then I have it on VHS somewhere as well. (laughs) These belts have been defended once on pay-per-view. Yeah. In, like, the first episode. The first... Yep. Yeah. yeah. First episode. And, like, you could argue maybe the World Tag Team titles, but, like, at Cyber Sunday, they were, like, they could have been voted on as a match. And like, have we even seen the World Tag Team? Yeah, no, they were on Unforgiven, like, Rhodes and DiBiase. And, like, like, we were aware of them. Yeah. But, like, I completely forgot there were two sets of tag titles. Okay, so, my... Alright, so my nominations, I thought that... Like, I see where you're coming with the Divas thing, but I feel like we saw... Not the belt being defended, but we saw, like, the belt enough that it wasn't... Yeah, no, like, she was, like, she was there at least, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, And so, I kind of went a rat of the intercontinental title because i didn't feel like i know we we'd seen it but i didn't feel like it was around heaps and then i i don't know if it's cheating or not but i went like the two tag belts both tag belts i feel like um were pretty pretty light on air time yeah, yeah no i can get with that so i guess um the only one we agreed on was 
the tag titles. I I, I could agree belts. with I could agree with both sets of tag belts because. 2008-2009 tag team wrestling went down the shitter yeah. like we like we'll obviously complain about the tag team vision in the year of our lord 2019 but it's like <laughs> fucking light years ahead of where it, it is. was i think the thing with the tag teams in like this specific period of time at least mm-hmm. if not like the whole era is that they're putting the tag titles on teams that are involved with like world championships yeah like that are in stables like La Familia La Familia DBRC and Rhodes and that sort of thing Mm. and they put the belt on them but they never defend the belts because all the matches they're involved in are the ones where they're supporting the world champion Mm. contender but with the WWE tag team titles fucking Hawkins and Ryder like La Familia basically disbanded like we haven't seen them on pay-per-view like fucking at all and like we see, we saw Chavo. What happened yeah. to Bam Neely? <laughs> Bam Neely. I swear he was the glue that held this group yeah, together. Evidently. And as soon as he got fired, boom, La Familia was just shattered. Yeah, I think kind of once Undertaker went away, La Familia kind of just like kind of fell apart. Chavo's still there because obviously he's a Guerrero, but yeah, he's Chavo. Like, yeah, but I think that like Hawkins and Ryder kind hmm. of weren't really needed. After the that's a fucking understatement. The Undertaker. That's a fucking understatement. Yeah, no, like they were just like bodies. So, all right, most forgettable championship in brackets S. We'll go with both sets of tag oh, belts. We can just go with the no, WWE like, tag titles. Like now that I think about it, the world tag title was also like defended like fucking once, probably. Yeah. I think the thing that made me laugh about like the tag titles is like when it was like the option on Cyber Sunday and, and no one voted yeah, no for one it. voted for it. That just like kind of cemented it in my mind. Oh my f- what did they vote for instead? Like some rant like it was I'll get back to you on that. Oh <laughs> yeah like research. I'll do your do your Jamie shit. I will bring it up young Jamie. Like it's just I I cannot believe that I can defend tag team wrestling on the like WWE main roster in twenty nineteen compared I to mean, this shit. It's like decent right now i wouldn't say it's like hey remember who won the remember who won the raw tag belts at wrestlemania (laughs) shut up hawkins and (laughs) Ryder in their in that was kind of hype though yeah but it was also they did not win anything to get it because that would ruin kurt (laughs) hawkins losing streak gimmick so they gave a jobber tag team a title shot well the one um the one like from the year before the Wrestlemania the year before it was like uh, Nicholas and Braun the one right that was so <laughs> fucking like I, I suppose you can defend it but like at this stage the tag belts are kind of like the raw tag belts right now to date this episode are yeah. held by Braun and Rollins and it's just like they always do this shit where it's like we'll put the tag titles on two rivals to put some heat on a feud that has like zero heat at all yeah Alright, so the Cyber Sunday oh, match. Oh, okay. Good research. Uh, so the one that aired was John, John Morrison and The Miz versus Crime Time. Uh, this tag team match was chosen over an intergender tag match, having William Regal and Layla taking on Jamie Noble and Mickey James. Man, I can't believe people didn't want to see Jamie Noble. Jesus Christ. And a the World Tag Team Championship. So the match that aired didn't have any titles on the line, but it was chosen over a World Tag Team match between 
Rhodes and DBRC and CM Punk and Kofi. Wow, that should have actually been insane. No, it would have been really good. But like, remember how fucking over Crime Time were? Yeah, Crime Time and was then, so. Over. And then they just didn't. They just haven't appeared for like a bunch of fucking pay per views. Yeah, it's kind of sad. I did like Crime this, Time. Like, I, I'm gonna be like depressed. These like the yeah. Payoff, I think this year they, is the payoff to Shad versus JFG. Yeah, but is it is it on pay per view or is yeah it on, yeah like, no a they random SmackDown. No no they have a match at they have like a strap match on pay per view. I'm oh, pretty sure. No, they don't. I've, if, if I remember it right... 100% it's not a strap match. I've, I thought it the was. The last strap match I remember... Was it a corner one with the lights coming up? Yeah. It was uh, <laughs> Umaga versus CM Punk in a Samoan strap match like Backlash this year. It might actually be like the next yeah. pay-per-view or so that we do. Maybe a Judgment Day. No, back... Is this Umaga dead by this point? No, this is his last appearance. Okay, why We're about is... to see Umaga's final appearance. Why do we? Why is Umaga on pay per view? Doesn't he get? Because f- playing CM Punk in it, playing he's versing CM Punk in a Samoan strap match. Why? Because Samoan strap match. <laughs> I really hope you're just getting your years mixed up and this happened in two. Because this no, sounds one hundred percent Judgment this, Day. This is a two thousand and eight okay. sounding match. No, two thousand nine. All right. I'll say Umaga's final appearance on pay per view before he gets released for drug problems and not going to rehab, and then does. The most baller thing you can do, getting released for drug problems. And you know what that is? What? Fucking dying. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Alright, that was... Alright, we got Dark Time for next award. Up next we have... The best pay-per-view event. So, uh, Jack, how about you uh, list off your nominations right, for this one? so... I was thinking, and I was like, well, a WrestleMania happened, right? So, WrestleMania for me was the first nomination. I don't care mm. if you don't like it or not, but... For me, that's like the number one nomination, and he probably what I would uh, select. Um, and then I was thinking, and honestly, it's kind of just what Shawn Michaels did at the pay per view, kind of like defines mm. whether it's good or not. So I was thinking, uh, like SummerSlam. I thought the SummerSlam kind of angle was pretty good, and also Survivor Series. All right, as as my nominations, I have uh, WrestleMania twenty five. And SummerSlam, because like WrestleMania 25, I thought overall was a great show if you just took out Kid no, Rock. No, no, like qualifiers. It was get, just a great show. Get, get rid of Kid Rock. <laughs> I'm going to beep that because that sounds like a death threat. Um, <laughs> for legal reasons, that was a joke. Yeah, like uh, if you just take out Kid Rock and like. Like, honestly, Triple H versus Orton wasn't terrible. It just needed to be, like, a little more punchy. Yeah. And not literally punchy and headlocky. <laughs> like, actual, like, maybe a, a few more weapons. But aside from that, like, they had the sick Money in the Bank ladder match. That was hype. They had the fuck... They had Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. And, f- like, it was just a great show. It was. It was really honestly, cool. like... Uh, all Santina the- Morello. <laughs> like although I'm not a huge fan of like the Cena Big Show Edge match, it did have like a really like iconic ending. Yeah. At least for you, yeah, you, you for talk me. you talk about it Non-stop. so often. <laughs> it, and uh, my last w- nomination, I had No Way Out because yeah. I did not like Survivor Series. No Way Out was pretty good. That was like up there as well. For me. Like you had the sick Triple H Undertaker exchange at the end of yeah. Elimination Chamber. You had that Edge swerve. And you also had, like, Orton beat Chain if you're you. You're a big fan of that. But the blow-off to JBL versus <laughs> Shawn Michaels. So, uh... Anyway, yeah. No Way Out was up there for me, but I just didn't quite think it cracked. So, so I guess we'd, like, WrestleMania 25 yeah, I could probably I go with. Both. 
If you, yeah. Like, I don't, like, want SummerSlam over it. Well, SummerSlam, it was good, except it had Triple H versus Great Carly, yeah, where Triple H beat Carly so badly in nine minutes that the next time we saw Carly, he was a sex addict. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, WrestleMania 25 had bad stuff, but nowhere near, like, watching serious heel Great Carly. Yeah. So, I think we can both agree that 25 was probably. Mm. The best show. Da, 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 da. WrestleMania 25 wins. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> Shut the da, fuck da, up. Da, da, da. What are you, are you going to do the 20th Century Fox thing? Where it's just like, uh, no, do like the Ralph Wiggum voice at the start of the Simpsons movie. Oh, you know what the actual best pay-per-view was? I swear to God, if you say Unforgiven, I'm going to kick your ass. No, I'm, I'm just messing around. I watched, um, last night, I was, like, late, late night scrolling through the network, watch out. Dif- yeah, different, I love the contrast of our lives, because, like, Monday night, what is, what does the boys do? Jack at home scrolls through the network, I just get drunk. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder what the first WCW pay-per-view was after I was born. <laughs> What? <laughs> and so, in on like August tenth, nineteen ninety seven, uh, the World Championship Wrestling Organization held what Road f- Wild ninety seven. Oh Sturgis. my fucking <laughs> Road Wild! The event so ill conceived. Like, do you know the story of like how how this event came to be? Please, let's Eric Eric Bischoff is a big mark for motorcycles <laughs> and Sturgis. He's such a fucking idiot. So originally the event was called Hogwild, and then who would have guessed Harley Davidson ordered a cease and desist? <laughs> fucking idiot. And then the second part of the event that makes you go, "Wow, Eric Bischoff, dumb cunt at the time." At the time. <laughs> oh, no, he's, do- he's making some real progress with SmackDown right now. That's why every week for the last month, there's been rumors of Vince ripping up the script three hours before, oh, Bischoff's going to change wrestling. All of the tickets were free, making a gate of zero dollars. <laughs> zero dollar gate, because gross. anyone at Sturgis could just rock up on a bike. <laughs> Like oh, so it was a good event then. You you enjoyed? I, it? I enjoyed it. They had. Um, it's a good atmosphere. I'll give it that. It you... was kind of like um, at the time. I because I didn't. I have not. I have not much knowledge of like the timeline of WCW. Like, what year was it? Ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah, and that that was about a year into NWO. Yeah. And this is. I don't think Sting has come back yet fully. So, or am I wrong? Was Sting um, on the show? So they had like a. You, do you remember how? like at bragging rights like 2010 or whatever it was like <laughs> wwe versus the nexus and like who like whoever won the most matches or whatever kind of won the company that I sort of thing don't fucking no, remember okay. that at all um, i hope- or how about like an invasion 2001 where like that i get where yeah. it's like you know whoever that- won more won the company or whatever well no that that like it wasn't really like who won the company it was like more I don't know what I think the f- it was the ownership of the company. Anyway. I don't know so what the fuck gone, the invasion did, was, honestly. For, so, they kind of went for a light version of that angle at Road Wild. So, it was like WCW versus NWO. So, they kicked off with like Harlem Heat versus Buff Bagwell and someone. like Was uh, it Scotty Riggs? I don't know. I just saw <coughs> Buff Bagwell and I was like, alright, guess we're just looking at Booker Dude, T for 20 minutes. Marcus Bagwell and Scotty Riggs, the greatest tag team of all time. 
You may know them as American males. American <laughs> males. Um, so that was, like, cool. And then, like, they did, they did like, a Conan versus Rey Mysterio. I think, yeah, Rey got, like, unmasked. But, like, he did the thing where, they're, like, the mask gets pulled off. But then he holds, like, the mask over his face until he can put it back on. <laughs> ah, the old, the old Pentagon spot. Yeah. AEW so, references. Anyway, so they kept, like, doing that. Um, like, the Steiners, like, wrestled the Outsiders for the tag belt. Is this the one that they lost? That, like, so they lost, right? The Stein, well, the Steiners won by disqualification oh. because they hit the Doomsday device or whatever. The and then, what? No, the this, the bulldog thing. That's not yeah, the do- the other know. thing. I didn't really pay attention. <laughs> it's it's like a Doomsday device, but it's a bulldog yeah. off the top because um, Scott Steiner. Oh no, wait, Rick Steiner used to not be like I don't know physically disabled. <laughs> like so, like pin Scott Hall, but then Kevin Nash did the spot where everyone ever does in a tag match, where you grab like the referee's ankle and like pull him out of the ring as he's counting. But somehow this time around, it got like resulted them, in a it DQ. DQ. But Ugh. I think it was because the referee was Nick Patrick, who of course you know like is the, is NWO is NWO. But at the time, he wasn't like overtly NWO. No, so he I was like know. May. He was like vaguely NWO, right? Where it's no, like, not at all. He was really? just like a regular ref. Um, but he's tricky, Nick Patrick. Like, what the <laughs> so, fuck? Um, he put, so, I don't know if it was, like, a ploy or not, because I'm not, like, actually watching Nitro after Road to find Oh, out. you're not watching 97 <laughs> Nitro? That's, like, the yeah. best one. So, the... Also, Dusty Rhodes was on commentary. and all Oh, the co- fuck, that sounds so great. I Bishop love... Bishop wasn't commentating, obviously, so it was, like, all the commentators were just, like, WCW marks. So, it was Dusty, Shivani, and... Yeah, and, um... Heenan? He- yeah, Heenan, yeah. that's it. <coughs> he didn't look like Bobby Heenan, though, but he was. It was weird. Well, I mean, that's basically Bobby Heenan from a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, obviously, so. like, now Bobby Heenan doesn't really look like Bobby Heenan. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Um, anyway, well, no, he's dead. That's the yeah. That's but like he's a skeleton. He, the way he lived his life, you know, in the last few years was like a bummer. Oh yeah, no, it like it was very depressing. Great, like, and it was weird because like, like tre- by weird I mean tremendously sad that he's a like manager who was known for like his incredible speaking ability. Boom! Universe gives him throat cancer. I know, right? Like that's fucked up, man. It is. Um, but, like, Dusty was, like, you can see the moment when Nick Patrick realizes that he's called this match by the letter of the law. If you put your hands on an official, you have to give them a disqualification. But then he realizes that he is, like, retains the titles some... of the NWO. And he's like, what? <coughs> and I just only got reminded of the episode of The Simpsons where, like, Lisa dumps Ralph. And then Bart's like, you can see the moment where his heart breaks <laughs> So Dusty's just there, like... Oh man, he did a good job. He, he did in the dick. He was like, you can see the, you can see the moment when Nick Patrick realizes that he is given the titles to the NWO, and then the final match, the main event, Lex Luger, yeah, as the champion, yeah, entering the as the champion versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Oh my god, I've got clean a clean shaven Hulk. Hulk I have got Hulk a Hogan. stiffy right now, dude. Fucking. World champion Lex Luca. Oh my fucking Christ. It was actually pretty hard. Oh, as just as an aside, one of the other matches on like the show was uh, the Giant versus Macho Man with Elizabeth. That was hilarious. Oh my Macho Man is like an NWO stooge. Oh, that was so weird because he was like with like he was kind of with Sting for a bit and then he's like, oh, actually, I'm going to join the NWO. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it w- the main of it was actually cool. Like, 
imagery wise. So they had a bit at the start where you know the bit um, at WrestleMania nineteen where the Rock and the Hulk like and the Hulk, Hulk Hogan like look at, it, <laughs> look at each other and then the camera pans out to like the whole crowd and you know I love how it's like Rock Lex Luger. Well, yeah. no, but like they have a moment where like these two like bronzed gods like stare at each other and then in the background just a bunch of motorbikes going yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually pretty hype oh my fuck that that's that's the best part about Sturges is like the entire crowd is just drunk people on motorbikes going fucking broom <laughs> oh the ring setup was great too because they had like the ring like a platform underneath the ring and it was just like dirt and ground and gravel and shit oh my god so no one could like wrestle outside the ring I was gonna say I bet like one of the cruiserweights just takes a massive <laughs> bump on the outside uh, oh yeah there was like a Dean Malenko um, Chris Benoit match tag match dude that would have been sick it was it was cool but I was kind of more like give me Hulk Hogan (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway so the end of the match comes because on the Nitro beforehand uh, Luger had put Hulk in the torture rack and like fucking made him look like a bitch it was sick um yeah Lex Luger, world champ. But then, so Lex is like about to beat Hulk and then like all the NWO come out and like try to fight him. But Lex Luger takes them all down one by one. Oh, and of course, fuck uh, yes. after the first time that each person runs into the ring and gets like tossed out, they just stay out of the ring. Like, they're yeah, because they're dead now because yeah. Lex Luger threw them. Yeah, and he's like exactly. fucking strong. You can just see them walking around the ring, but they don't Did get he that hit them with the metal plate in his forearm? <laughs> <laughs> so Lex Luger single-handedly like defeats the NWO. But oh, then, of course... Fuck. He goes to, like, run the ropes, but, like, Sting cops out from under the ring with a baseball bat. And you're yeah. like, yeah, Sting's about to, like, fucking destroy but the But was NWA. it fake Sting? Or was it real Sting? I don't know. What, what I have you, no what, clue. <laughs> I'm not, I do not have any context. I just know that someone who was Sting or who looked like Sting hopped out from under the ring. Lex Luger ran the ropes. And then as he, like, hit the ropes, Sting smashed him in the back with a baseball bat. That's gotta be fake Sting. And then he lands face How can you not tell the difference between Sting and fake Sting? He was there for, like, five seconds. He hit him with a baseball bat and then, like, bolted. And And I'm not talking about fake Sting as in that time Heath Slater was fake Sting. (laughs) And then he hits the leg drop and Hollywood Hulk Hogan is the champ. And apparently at Road Wild the year before, that was the pay-per-view where they spray-painted the belt and shit. So that's cool. that's pretty hype. On the anniversary of that time, they spray-painted that belt. He won the belt again. Yeah. Dude, could you imagine if, like, instead of, like, the year-long build, where it's Sting lurking in the rafters and, like, silently, like, being all depressed and thinking about taking on the NWO, just replace Sting and make it be Lex fucking Luger? (laughs) Lex Luger with the crow face paint? How hype would that have been? That would be so sick. Oh, Lex Luger cutting like the crow promos. <laughs> <laughs> Lex Luger is so hype. I know he's like shit, but no, 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 like he's kind of going through a resurgence in the uh, internet wrestling community right oh, now. Is he? Yeah, yeah, because um, OSW review. Shout out to my favorite, the only podcast that makes video podcast actually work. Everyone oh. else sucks. Oh, us. Oh. No, we're an audio podcast. We're going to have a video. No, we're audio set exclusive. We're camera right there, like a tripod, and it's going to look at us. Yeah, who's going to pay for that camera, you fuck? Of our university. I'm going to beep that. Uh, why? I don't know, I don't want people to know like that I'm still a student. <laughs> oh no! Or like where I specifically go to school. Like, Jesus Christ. Why would you do... Like, it's just asking for trouble. It's You're like, asking for trouble. It's like saying... like. There, there are a few things that I automatically beep. I'm like, 
where I go to school, <laughs> where I work, my what, where I fucking live. <laughs> That's it's like they three can things. Look you up. Oh uh, yeah. Your name. I probably should get rid of like on my Facebook profile. It's public and it's it just has my workplace and my school. So I should probably get rid of exactly. that actually because my full name's attached to this podcast. Exactly. And I had someone message me off of uh, listening to yeah, the podcast, but that was different. I feel like. Oh no! It wasn't. It wasn't the guy that like. It wasn't the guy. Okay. The Story time. <laughs> we were in the we we're in the like men's bathrooms at the pub, and I I make a joke as the we're the men's bathrooms in Hobart, by the way. Yeah, you know what we you know the bathroom we're talking about, but like, so we're in there, and I make a joke to Jack, being like, "Hey man, why don't we just plug the podcast <laughs> while we're taking a piss?" <laughs> and obviously, we were a tad inebriated, which I know is shocking. We would. We net we rarely consume alcohol. Rarely, rarely. So, and the guy goes like, "Oh, what's your podcast about?" And I'm like, "There's another guy like in between us at the urinal." Yeah, yeah. And and he's and we're just like, "Oh, wrestle WWE from like 2009." <laughs> and he's like, "I love that shit." And it wasn't him, but it was his friend. Because, like, I wrote it, he told me to write the podcast name in the notes thing of his phone. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, buddy, get ready for some audio shit. He's going to listen to this. Yeah, well, yeah. shout out to the shout out to the dude who messaged me being like, hey, I really enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> and, like, that was really cool, but also made me go like, shit, people can just look me up. I should probably, like, go through my Facebook and kind of get rid of, like... Where I work. We're celebrities now, boy. We're not celeb. <laughs> it's it. Honestly, it's just probably a good thing to do in general for Facebook because probably. Facebook's kind of the worst. And I delete oh, it really? if I didn't have like everyone on Messenger, and that's how I talk to my friends. Anyway, yeah. fuck. This has been like a, a, a big ass off topic conversation. Yeah, we. Uh, that's probably my fault for bringing up Road Wild. <laughs> Road Wild. <laughs> On a no fucking reason. on a show where we specifically don't review a pay per view, you just bring up a WCW 1997 <laughs> show for no fucking reason. Oh. All right, up next we're gonna do our worst pay per view. So I uh, jump me to go first yeah, with. You go. I only have two nominations for this one because, as I said in all caps after them, there weren't that many terrible overall pay per views. Like, as in there were obviously like shit spots to certain yeah, shows shit bits, but... but overall most of the shows flowed together pretty well except for two and i think you're probably gonna hate me for this one because this because first the first one here is one of your best pay-per-view nominations no survivor series i enjoyed it vladimir kozlov championship match but i just love survivor series three fucking survivor series tag matches which might just be me but it ruins the flow of, like, Survivor Series shows when you have just three fuck-off elimination tags basically back-to-back-to-back. What's the point of Survivor Series, though? I'd rather it not be. Like, have you ever watched the first Survivor Series? It sucks. Yeah, It's it's just all fucking tag matches. There's there's a difference, because, like, the first, like, five Survivor Series, like, were only Survivor Series matches. I think it took them to, like, the sixth one. Yeah, it was all Survivor when Series matches. When it was Taker and Hulk Hogan. Taker and Hulk Hogan wrestled for the WWE Championship. Is that the one where Hogan, like, gets the it's ash out of the Hulk urn Hogan. and throws oh, it in Undertaker's yeah, eyes? it is, actually. It's either that Isn't or... it really weird to think about Hulk Hogan and Undertaker wrestling? Like, I know yeah, that... Yeah, because Undertaker's still around, and Hulk Hogan's, like, alive, but he's yeah, but barely Undertaker, around. Like, I know Undertaker's kind of, like, obviously a bit past it now, but Undertaker, like, legitimately is, like, still around. 
Yeah. yeah but it's fucking weird, man. Yeah. All right. And also I have here... Did Triple H and Hulk Hogan ever, like, wrestle back when he was, like, Hunter Hearst Helmsley or whatever? No, no. Hogan had left WWF before Hunter Hearst okay. Helmsley. And I'm pretty sure uh, Jean-Paul Levesque slash Terror Rising was in WCW before Hulk Hogan and then left, like, yeah. basically around the same time that, like, Hogan had taken time. Have they time. had a singles match, like, just in general? Triple H, Hulk Hogan. I don't think so. I mean, just, like... Road agenting that match with <laughs> those two people would be scary. fucking terrifying. Like, but you, I mean, like, you Shawn have two... Michaels made it. I suppose that was like good guy Shawn Michaels, though. What do you What do you mean, Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan yeah, no, that's yeah, that's famously terrible because Hulk was like, "I'll have three matches, and like, I'll win one, you win one, and then you win the last one." And then he was like, "How about we have one match, and I win." And then he was like, also, HBK turn heel just for this feud, please. And then yeah. HBK came out and just oversold everything. Like, that's a famously bad match. Oh, Triple H versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah? Back- oh, back... Yeah, Ash. no, after after Triple H won the championship, yeah, right? Backlash 2002. That's right. because And Hulk Hogan beat him, and he was so old. <laughs> and then a month later, he lost the championship to The Undertaker. How sick that poster is. Oh, fuck yeah. Can you imagine how pissed off you'd be if you're Triple H? You just made your huge baby face come back at the Royal Rumble after all your quad shit. You beat Chris Jericho in the main event of WrestleMania in an underwhelming match. And then immediately you lose the belt to old-ass Hulk Hogan, <laughs> whose match outshined yours at WrestleMania 18. Like, fucking hell. Guess what the uh, like the dark show was for this match? Like, the dark match? Yeah, dark match. Alright, all right. it was a handicap match. Ended in two minutes. Did the... Was it... Okay, so it's got to be building up a monster heel, right? Or a monster face? Okay, just tell me. The Big Show defeated, in two minutes, Stephen Richards... How fucking dare he? And Just Incredible. No! (laughs) No! Look, these are... Like, literally, it's the two, like, ECW guys that I'm the biggest mark for. <laughs> and Big Show squashed them in two minutes. I fucking... Not even tell them. Steven Richards and Justin Credible are ECW. But then again, Big Show is ECW in the first Extreme Elimination Chamber yeah, match. Well, that's, like, three years away. Damn it! He's not <laughs> this even... This is when he's not even... Like, this is just post-invasion. Oh, but so this barely is barely even the big. Is show this, this is this point. before or after he got like sent down to OVW because he was fat and Definitely smoking all before. the time? Oh man, that was the shit. All right, and my second nomination, the one <laughs> you piece of shit, you distract me with yeah, all this push. Give us a sec. Give us a sec to Ooh, open up the open Corona. Up a different beer. Did you just shake the table? Ooh. Mexico. I saw that spike in the audio. That's good. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut that. <laughs> you Mexican hat danced. <laughs> no, that's funny because we're just making fun of the Irish. Historically, they've never been oppressed. <laughs> okay, so my second nomination is you can probably get this Unforgiven 2008. No, you love Unforgiven 2008. No, it was you do. You first the championship scramble match. Bad idea. But, like, if you did one of them, it'd just be known as, like, ah, oh, that was a bad idea. They did fucking three of them. Yeah, but they only did it and, on one show. Well, no, they do it, at, they do it like, this year as well on one of the shows, I think. Not on a pay-per-view. Yeah. No, they do it at the bash either this year or next year. 
They definitely don't do it in 2010, but I doubt they do it this year. No, I'm pretty sure they do it. Like, I do my research. For like the ECW belt or something. I don't know. Do your, do your for gym. For the ECW belt? Well, like, they had one for the ECW title at Unforgiven 2008, and it was fucking terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. And they tried to give Matt Hardy, like, a babyface push winning that belt. And, like, I know we shit talk a lot on Matt Hardy in this period, which is fair. 100% deserved. Yeah, absolutely. But it didn't help that he won the ECW title by just fucking, like, the end of the match was just a bunch of people dogpiling on each other. Yeah. And it even beat Mark Henry, who was, like, (laughs) who had Tony Atlas at ringside. Your boy. Like, my boy. Tony Atlas with suit with sleeves cut off. (laughs) Still the best look in all of wrestling. Alright, are you still doing your research? Yeah, I... Yeah, no. It, Unforgiven was the only time it took place. Are you serious? I'm serious. Hold on. Maybe think of like a different promotion. No, I'm pretty sure. Give me a sec. I 100% I edited the out. Championship scramble just happened at... Uh, just happened at Unforgiven. Boom. Bash 2009. Scroll right down to results. And what is that first match there? The, oh, I mean the second <laughs> one. R-Truth defeated S- Shelton Benjamin in a singles match on the Dark Show. The second one, please. And that's racist to call that match a Dark <laughs> Match. <laughs> second one. Um, Rey Mysterio defeated Chris Jericho in a title versus Mars. That's the third one! <laughs> you read it out. Second match. I'm not going to spoil, because this is a future episode. There was a championship scramble match for the ECW <laughs> Championship involving Tommy Dreamer, Christian... Finley, Jack Swagger, and Mark Henry. <laughs> Some things never change. So what you're saying is I was right. I'm saying you're racist. You called a dark. <laughs> you called it a dark match, man. That's fucked up. All right, give me your uh, give me your worst pay per view nominations. Fucking finally, I oh, gave you my two. No, oh yeah, that's right. You only had two. Mm. All right, so I wasn't the biggest fan of like the. Triple H versus like everyone, like little kind of thing that was going on through. You mean the championship scramble match where he squashed Brian Kendrick <laughs> and the Rumble where he squashed Brian Kendrick? So I did have Unforgiven mm-hmm. um, there. Um, then I also had, uh, I know this is unpopular, but uh, Armageddon, I didn't. No, Armageddon sucked, though. Yeah, like it, like it didn't suck, but it wasn't. Like, Jeff Hardy's title win was super tainted by the fact that he got squashed a bunch by Triple H and then never beat him. Yeah. And then also, like, in general, I love the concept of Cyber Sunday, but I it wasn't was, yeah. sure about the Cyber Sunday. <laughs> to be fair, Cyber Sunday was great for the memes of our just us just shit-talking democracy. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good out. Uh, right, so what were you two again? Unforgiven. Uh, Unforgiven 2008 Survivor Series 2008. So, oh, I, Unforgiven. So, yeah, Unforgiven. Worst pay-per-view we reviewed That's so far. That's interesting. Because I wouldn't have called that as the worst pay-per-view. Re- oh, dude. At the, the time, I would have. You, have you... Don't, don't re-listen to any of our episodes because audio quality always sucks and, like, re-listening to me just makes me cringe because <laughs> I already have to listen to it, like, four times to edit. But there's a bit just during the ECW Scrabble match where I'm just like, as a fan... I am just so fucking offended they put this match on a paper. And you're just there like, whoa, bro, calm down. I'm like, I can't. The match was so bad. I feel sick. <laughs> All right. Um, Up next, our next award is Best Match. 
Like, let's for novelty's sake, we'll go through nominations. Do you do you want to give your nomination? You go first. I have Undertaker versus Edge, Hell in a Cell for the World Heavyweight Title at SummerSlam episode two. I have Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels World Heavyweight Championship ladder match at No Mercy episode four. And I think we can probably both consider this the obvious winner. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 25, episode 10. Yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't bother making any other no, nominations. Like, <laughs> like, uh, there, there have been, I, I made nominations because there's been some really good quality matches there this year. Been. I and, would probably agree with yours. But. Well, obvious, because like, it's probably the greatest wrestling match like ever. Like, can uh, you think Dave of, Meltzer gave it four and three quarter stars. Yes, but Dave Meltzer is... Oh, did you see the Meltzer news surrounding um, Enzo recently? No, tell me. Oh, it was fucking hilarious. So, like, at at this time, as we were recording on the 3rd of whatever month is September. the 9th. Thank you. I don't remember months. And I don't remember how many days are in months either. <laughs> Do you know, like, anything? I know how to record a shit podcast. Yes! <laughs> so, like, basically, like, NXT is moving to the USA Network. And so it's basically going to be, like, a viable third brand kind of equal. That's kind of spooky. Like, it'll be really... I think it's going to be really good because, I mean, I'm not a fan of the fact that it's going to be a two-hour-long show, but it's still going to come well, to it's the... it's ne- just solely to, like, fight AEW. Oh, absolutely. But, like, that's smart move. Yeah. And the then... Wednesday Night Wars. I'm, I'm hoping they do a thing where they can sort of have main roster people come down to NXT and like feel like like the first month of main event <laughs> oh my fuck that'd be so CM Undertaker Punk shows up on NXT CM Punk and John Cena have both wrestled on a main event yeah no fuck you Undertaker made a main event appearance like it's weird to think about now because main event's literally just the home of Kurt Hawkins Is and Zack Ryder yeah it's still a thing um, on the network like it's not on any TV it's just on the network well, yeah what was WWE Superstar oh that was the best that was like OG network I do, I do love how the intro of Superstars, when it was, like, a job show, had, like, a bunch of, like, faces, like, scrolling through, and two of them were Undertaker and John Cena, and I'm like, well, fuck, when do they come on Superstars? Yeah, I and then I, that. and then I look, I'm like, oh, and, like, the first two episodes, they really oh, stacked them. Doubt. <laughs> okay, so, like, there were rumors, because NXT's coming to USA, that WWE had reached out and offered... Enzo and Kaz XL, as they are known right now yeah. on the independent circuit, a contract to be like two top faces on the like NXT. Like, and that was originally reported, as far as I can tell, by Meltzer himself. Yeah. Then a day later, Meltzer comes out and says, No, it's wrong. I never reported that, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> because Triple H had immediately told his PR people to, like, squash that rumor because there is no way in hell that's happening. And wow. he did an interview with someone being like, fucking Enzo just spreading rumors. He, zero interest in wow. Enzo. Because Triple H fucking hates Enzo Amore so much. Did he, like, go out on a limb for him or something? And now he feels, like, screwed over? Yeah, pretty much. Because, okay. like, he was he was one of the heavily pushed, like, people in NXT early on. Yeah. And, like, Enzo talks about how Triple H never really liked him too much. I, for some fucking reason, I listened to Enzo on the Steve Austin podcast. <laughs> like a Bad idea. Yeah, bad <laughs> idea. Just listen to... Just watch uh, Simon Got shoots on Enzo on Moray a million times. <laughs> and so, like, he talks about how Triple H was very much a mentor figure. 
But then when he got called up to the main roster, Triple H just suddenly changed. I'm like, maybe it's because you were just, I don't know, a blight on the backstage <laughs> area. And like, yeah. most folks did not like you. And then Triple H was like, oh, fucking hell. And then maybe when they started to give you the biggest singles push of your career, put a brand on you, make you the face of this brand they want to succeed, give you the belt of that brand, and you don't tell them that you're being investigated for rape charges. (laughs) Whether he's guilty of that or not, like, I'm not sure. Like, he was... Obviously, the charges were dropped, so yeah. But, like... Yeah, the irresponsibility... You're an idiot! he, He says he didn't know... But then he yeah. also, but then he also says yeah. that he got an email from a private investigator about it, and was like, "Well, I didn't really pay much attention to that." I'm like, "Are you fucking stupid?" <laughs> like, god damn it! Imagine if you got an email like that, would you just flip out? Well, like it depends. Like if they had, a, like if it was a private investigator with a website, I'd probably be like, probably look into this. Probably, I don't know call the cops and be like this person's harassing me because they are harassing me like oh my fucking christ all right anyway let's Uh, let's continue (laughs) with this real fucking off topic one this one is gonna have some variety to it even get from like nxt to AEW to enzo because i was talking about the rumor that happened recently with the enzo maybe coming to nxt and then triple h being like zero interest i see yep did you see double or not double or nothing all out i've read the result i like every true wrestling fan i've read the results and i've seen like streamable links on squared so did you see the finish of the championship match yeah yeah fucking chris jericho kicks out of my boy's finish (laughs) and then beats him with his fucking back elbow judas effect judas in judas in my man when i first like looked at the streamable link i like of the finish i it was like super low quality so i couldn't tell who was who and then adam how can you body no i know it was that low quality and i was like wait is that like chris jericho shit he got like super toned and athletic and i was like no "No, that's that is the other fat pasty guy is chris jericho (laughs) he's somehow fat pasty and has weird abs i know right it's it's the combination of like, like he'd be super ripped if he just like tried for well, like it's, two months it's like the combination of like i'm, I'm probably gonna bleep this out but like it's like <laughs> physique where like he drinks like a bit more than me but also he just goes outside and just chops fucking wood like and yeah. like moves rocks and shit around like every day yeah like so he has like that weird kind of like he's got a bit of a gut but it's like super like if you touch it, it's just like, like hard. hard. Like that's so fucking yeah. weird to me. But like I suppose if you like wrestling, I know it's Chris Jericho, but you kind of want like the aesthetic or whatever of like of, ba- like, of definitely on Roy's two thousand one Jericho, yeah, that's- where like literally like he can't put his arms fully <laughs> at his side because he's way too jacked, baby. Yeah, I feel like he could be ripped again if he had a shot at it oh, i think this was a yeah, yeah just classic wrestling fans like, oh chris jericho's so fat he can't do anything <laughs> i was trying to like there's this part that i'm just gonna like lift whole cloth from an episode of the attitude era podcast where they're talking about how if you believe every wrestler autobiography there's only like one wrestler who's actually done steroids the rest of them have just tried them once and yeah. it didn't work or it didn't get like my dick couldn't get yeah. hard so we need to reopen the steroid trial <laughs> because none of them are on steroids you gotta believe them take them at their word <laughs> 
Take a wrestler on their word. All right, I'm going to open a foster before we get... Do it. So, Australian tries foster for the first time. Oh, get that ad revenue. Gone wrong. Gone sexual. In the hood, 2019. Oh, fuck. I love that. I... Love that such, it's the most racist bullshit under the radar shit where they're like, trying to drug people in the hood, gone wrong. It's weird that if I go into a neighborhood that like, even if they weren't black, they probably punch me in the face because I don't know, I'm going up to people with like water with pills in it. Like, Jesus. All right. Ooh. Like, it's not bad. Like, yeah. it, it's just... So like never tried it before. No, never. This Me is just neither. it's kind of like I don't even know how to describe it because it's not really pale like yeah. at all, and then it's not really like dark at all. It's just kind of like swill, I'd say. <laughs> like it's it's not terrible. It's but, just drinkable. Yeah. It's yeah. it's fucking swill. Friendly Geordie's terrible beer no, review. He said that it was amazing. Yeah, and do you trust a guy who looks like that? Does he look like he drinks a lot of beer? No. Does he look like he drinks as much beer as us big boys? Yes. Like, big boys. Big boys in the house. So up next, our oh, awards. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fuck, I just saw my... I watched the Chikara show. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Joey Styles isn't there because he got fired from it, remember? <laughs> um, Worst match. Jack, how about you go through your nominations first this time? Oh, so... This one was a tough one. Because there's been some shit matches. Some shit matches. So I wasn't sure how I wanted to approach this Mm. at first. So like whether the result was shit or like the whole match was shit. Because there's been a lot of like just kind of shit matches. Mm. And I feel like if we focused on just like the shit matches, then it would... I, I feel like it would unfairly target the women's division. Um... I don't know how uh, you feel, but... I don't actually have any women... Like, because oh, the okay. only, like, really terrible match in the women's division I can remember is... I think it's the one where... What's... Where... It was Candice came back and won the women's title, right? I think so, yeah. And... The 24-7 title. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was just, like, so bad. And the, the, the thing with Candice was she always had the reputation of someone who was, like, really bad at first, but like, strive to improve, like, kind of like a a Brie Bella scenario, where it's like, man, she's improved so much, and then you just look at, like, Brie in her last run, who was just absolutely dreadful. And I know that's probably, like, she she says a lot of that's based on, like, just how your body changes after pregnancy. It's kind of weird. But, like, even before that, she had, like, like, not even good matches. It's, like, the weird thing with, like, the women's division at this time is if I was on Squared Circle, it'd be like, instead of good matches, it'd just be like, look at this two-second gif of a match that actually looks good. Yeah. And then you watch the whole match and you're like... It's pretty rough. But to be fair, we've had Beth Phoenix on there, so at the very least, even when the match quality was diminished, she's quite good at just telling a capable story, especially oh, yeah, with fucking right. Santino there. So, um, I kind of... I kind of just wanted to nominate... Uh, at least one male match, but I kind of did feel like a lot of the worst matches were on the female okay, side. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I don't know how you felt or what your nominations were. Well, I mean, I I, as we all know, you you, you do in fact hate women. No, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Just women's wrestling at this time. If we're doing it like a modern day representation, I don't think there'd be a single women's match. 
on there. Lacey Evans versus Bailey from this week's Raw. <laughs> oh, look who's watching Raw. No, I just heard it was 14 <laughs> minutes long and really I dreadful. Did, I did not see it. I've actually, I think it was on SmackDown, never mind. Okay. Uh, anyway, so I had the... Um, as much as it pains me to say this, I thought that like the um, the six-woman tag match thing, that Great Carly came out at the end. Is that the, the Santa's Little Helper match from Armageddon? Oh, come on! That was the... Great Khali comes out, and he basically makes all of the women really uncomfortable. Yeah, but... I, <laughs> that was so... For me, the match starts and ends when the bell rings. <laughs> and I went back and rewatched it, and it's not good. Yeah, no, it's it's fucking dreadful. It's pretty bad. I love the Great Khali bit at the end, and I love, like, the Santa's little... Where he's just, like, trying to kiss all the women, and they're all like... uh, Like, Michelle McCool's there as a babyface, being like... I'd rather not kiss yeah. this man. Please go away. <laughs> who came out? Was it like Mae Young who came out as yeah, well? Yeah, Mae Young. Yeah, no. As soon as you see Carly, you like you know Vince is just like he's gonna kiss Mae Young. <laughs> um, I also nominated uh, the Great Carly versus Triple H for the yes. WWE. Yes, title. because it was the Great Carly versus Triple H. And then I wasn't sure, so. So, as I said before, I didn't want to nominate too many women's matches, but I also mm. didn't want to nominate too many Triple H matches. Because oh, I was fuck. looking back at it, and I was like, Triple H versus Kozlov was pretty bad. I... But also, the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royale But Kid Rock! Bad. Kid Rock sings, you smell like sex as all <laughs> women enter the ring. Like, So, I kind of... I either have four nominations or two nominations. No, no, four's but, cool. Like... So I have, um, I, d- I love the memory of the women's matches, but for like match quality, it's pretty rough, but I feel like the Miss WrestleMania one as a battle royal kind of gets off scot-free. So we can just go like to the two Triple H matches and the Sanders Little Hockey match. So like, I, I generally, I looked at worst match where I'm like, to me, like a terrible match, it can like, it doesn't have to be like, oh man, this was fucking garbage. It's just a match that like most likely was boring. Because yeah, like, okay. because or just like sh- shit in every way. If something's memey, I'm probably not going to be like this is terrible. I'm probably going to be sitting there going, "This is fucking amazing <laughs> match of the year, five stars, yeah, five stars." Sure. But like, so I had, I didn't even think about it. I do have two Triple H matches on here. <laughs> so I've got um, first up, I've got the ECW Championship Scramble from Unforgiven episode three. It has been a while since I've seen that. I did not go back. And it ends that. with them fucking dogpiling. Yeah. Like it's. Hey, that's how um fucking the Hardcore Championship match at WrestleMania 2000 ends. And I love that. Known match. for quality. Known for quality. Wait, remember that bit where they fuck up the finish of it? <laughs> I have Triple H versus Grey Carly at SummerSlam episode two. It was nine minutes long. Is my one comment. And it felt like 30 minutes because Great Carly at that time, it's kind of amazing going back, looking at how he was a little bit athletic as, as opposed to where we're going to get completely immobile (laughs) in like 2010, 2011, where he was still under contract and all he could do was chop pin you with my foot on your chest. Why did they bring him back in like 2017? Because Jindo <laughs> Mahal was needed that rub from the great Kali, buddy. Come on. We watched that pay-per-view. Yeah, at, yeah. at, at the uni as yeah. well. We uh, sat in the studio and I watched it. Holy shit. I was so depressed afterwards. Like I was just, <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> This and I, I got, time. no, I got into a massive fight with my girlfriend at the time <laughs> because 
She was like, why are you so sad? I'm like, Jinder Mahal's still the fucking champion. She's like, what? Why are you such a moody bitch? I'm like, because Jinder Mahal's the fucking champion. It's funny. Good times. Uh, and the last one I have, which is probably my main one, is Triple H versus Vladimir Kozlov with Edge flick. Edge comes out at the end and wins the match, yeah. which was cool. So it's like, he's here. He's, he's here. here. It's Edge. <laughs> like it's like the last like minute is cool, but it in no way excuses the fact that on a Survivor Series, one of the supposed big four, they put on a Triple H Kozlov championship match. But I obviously it's not meant to stay that way though. Yeah, but it stayed that way for long enough that I like was like, "This is fucking." Do you, do you, would, which one would you pick? So it's obviously between those two Triple H. I think Triple H is like a really great worker. Well, like, we he's just a, like we a legend just, of the sport. I think it's we discussed it at uh, No Way Out. It's like everyone cheers him during his entrance, and then when he starts wrestling, you're like, "Oh wait, it's a Triple H match." But like he's good. That's the thing. Like I know he's, he squashes everyone, but like he's no, no, like, I, I don't even mind like squashing. Like I wouldn't say he's terrible, but like. All of his matches have the same sort of formula, and I like think it's the presence he brings to the ring. Is yeah, like no, the it, big thing. I, I'd put him in the same category as I would put Randy Orton, honestly. Sure. Like no one's gonna call Randy Orton like a terrible worker, but when he gets in there, he's just gonna do chin locks, and it's kind of amplified now in 2019 because Triple H is like 50 and roided yeah. out of his mind. Right now, it's pretty rough. But... Look at him. Look at... The, he has traps on his traps. <laughs> like, he is banging the roids. So, honest, I think we should go Triple H, Great Carly. Yeah, I'd say so, because that had no... Like, I know the Kozlov match was bad, but... It's it, the Great Carly. Like, yeah. you... And it's also, like, before, like... Great Carly, we can be like, he's a meme, because he's, like, the Punjabi playboy. <laughs> yeah, but, but right this now is, he's this... just trying to be serious. Yeah, like, no, right. Like, the, the like up till Survivor Series, he's, like serious championship well he's a former world champs but he's like serious contender so i guess uh worst match triple h versus great carly SummerSlam episode two book it it was nine minutes long so up next Ooh. as he opens up the new foster oh jack's on his third drink man Sheet. this is see like normally i i'm way outpace him but the thing is I'm hungover on a Tuesday. Tuesday. That should tell you the type of person I am. Good stuff. Well, it is holidays. Who cares? Yeah, no, that's that's the. Well, I have work like a productive person. Not me. (laughs) Please don't give me a job. (laughs) This is gonna be our like. You know, you, you know Adam Pacitti from uh, Cultaholic, yeah. how he had the big-ass billboards? Yeah. Our equivalent of that is just on the podcast, like, someone give Jack a job. <laughs> Please. And it's just, like, a manager of some IGA listening to him. He's like, oh, my God, that's, mm, like... All right, then. That is, like, the ideal scenario. Is <laughs> <laughs> the manager of an IGA listens to our podcast? Is like, this Jack fellow seems responsible. Day drinking on Tuesday? <laughs> Responsible man. Let's give him a I Wednesday will, shit. If a manager from an IGA contacts me, I will refrain. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Up next. Worst Wrestler Award. Oh, I'll Which, let you go first here. Okay. So first off, I do have the most obvious option, but I do have it with a caveat that I don't think Ooh. he deserves to be there. The Great Carly. Yep. He only had a couple of matches as like that terrifying, really bad heel. But then at Survivor Series, 
he came back as the greatest draw in the history of wrestling, the Punjabi Playboy. Yeah. And like he's he hasn't Did he been wrestles. All right. He so... wrestled at the in the tag match, and then he had the segment at Armageddon, right? Is worst wrestlers strictly in the ring, or is it just like them as a whole? You can you can just be like they're a blight on whatever you watched, but like Carly as a heel was a blight, but it was very like blink and you miss it, and then you have the like Punjabi Playboy. Like I I only really have him in there because he did wrestle Triple H <laughs> at SummerSlam. I have Vladimir Kozlov because he is. The most boring thing to ever boring, and he has been all over the fucking product. Yeah, I was I was surprised he was not at Mania. Like, like it. He's probably in the pre-show battle royal. They they didn't have they had a. He might have been a lumberjack in the tag title. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. But like, so you get the feeling that if he didn't underperform so drastically they would have given him a Mania match, like a featured match, because yeah, for sure. he, was, he was featured right up until, like, fucking No Way Out. Yeah. Like, he was a featured guy. They were pushing him so hard. And it was just bad, because he looks like a goof. He does. Like, I'm waiting, just like Ray Carly, I'm waiting for comedy Kozlov. Like, fucking how good is it gonna be, gonna be when so Kozlov good. starts teaming so with Santino, better. and he gets fired suddenly for no reason, like the bastards WWE. <laughs> And the last one I have is Matt Hardy. I have written here, a black hole of talent and charisma literally has no soul, a fucking blight. <laughs> like, he's been... Like, it. it's funny, but it's still dreadful. Yeah. So it's the darkest kind of comedy where this entire podcast, we're foreshadowing... That he's gonna be psychopath Matt Hardy. This is so bad. And then he comes out and goes like, "Well, accidents happen, Jeff. Like I'm not admitting that I killed <laughs> your dog, but I'm not gonna say no." <laughs> but he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, then he then he turns face and like turns and goes like, "Uh, I was just fucking with y'all, like brothers do." Yeah, <laughs> like. Honestly, Matt has been hilarious, but every single match has been just the most boring piece of shit on this. Like, even, like, the Extreme Rules match was, like, at Mania was good. That's the thing, I think, not to, like, spoil mine, but... No, go ahead. I think might, like, elevate him slightly, is that that particular match, I think, even though I know, like, Jeff Hardy was probably the one that put it over... The most, I think that Matt being in that match and contributing kind of didn't... And and winning as well, which was a yeah, surprising spot. Didn't quite put him in the bottom three. Spoiler alert. All right. How, how about you go right, ahead? Because so if, if you have some boys, I'm happy, to, I'm happy to listen. Very predictably, we have the great Cully. Yeah, but he's so cool. He he's makes cool. He makes women uncomfortable <laughs> like a cool dude. Um, we also have Vladimir Kozlov. Why did they? It's like why did they give him a title? Two both title them, matches. Both of them. Both of these people are in our bottom wrestlers because they were so bad. And right. uh, finally, all right. So we didn't see this person a heap, but when we did, I thought it was pretty shit. If you uh, say the Brian Kendrick, I'm going to punch you in the dick. <laughs> Kane. All right. What? I thought that. But he had a cum sack. He had a cum sack, and I thought it was really bad. I also 
was deciding between. So it was kind of like Great Cully for sure. Mm. Um, I know Kozlov was really bad and boring, but Kane was really bad too. But also in the mix was... Um, that's how much I've forgotten it. <laughs> if you say Mike Knox, I'll kill you. Oh, well, I was thinking about Mike Knox as well. But he was so good. And then he went to TNA and became Knox and had the menagerie. But I was thinking for a while, but I decided not to put him in there, of JBL. So I thought JBL was like free. But he had like your... like yeah, he had... know, that's what I was thinking about. So I thought he was average, but I think that worse wrestler is worse than average. And he had... The parking lot brawl, which I thought was really excellent. Um, I thought his payoff match with Shawn Michaels is pretty bad on his part. Shawn Michaels carried that match. I mean, um, yeah, probably. Because he was like... Again, JBL was a month away from retirement. I'm one month away from retirement. Yeah. And then I got super kicked. And now I'm dead. So, I didn't put JBL in there. But I just wanted to like make note of him as being pretty bad. Um, mm. But we settled on Kozlov... Uh, Kali and Kane. Ooh, three alliteration. Watch out! I didn't even good realize. shit. So, so it's I, I got. I, I, Kali. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree with Kane because like his matches haven't been terrible. Like he had, despite the fuck finish, he had that great match with Rey Mysterio where like Rey jumped to the outside and Kane just fucked him in the head with a chair. Yeah. For no reason, it DQ'd himself. I feel like Kozlov could have done that. You know what I mean? Kozlov could have fucked someone in the head with a chair. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, either Kali or Kozlov. Yeah. I would argue Kozlov over Kali, because at least with Kali, we got to see some funny meme shit, where Kozlov, there's no meme shit, no yeah. personality, looking like a fucking owl just standing yeah, yeah, there, yeah. like, with his weird fat abs. Yeah, I would agree. So, I know that we said Kali for the West match, but, like we're saying, if we're saying, like, best wrestler is, like, a whole... As yeah, it's like a character. It's not just a match. When he brings, like, the memeing into it, like, the Punjabi playboy in that. And it, honestly, if you're watching at the time, like, we're in 2000... Yeah, when we were kids. We're we... watching... But even, like, if you're just ordering every pay-per-view, you're, like, a 30-year-old, like, grown adult. So a virgin, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you saw, like, the great Kali be, like, a, a terrible heel. And he goes away and comes back, like, a month later as the Punjabi playboy. You'd be like... What the fuck? Yeah, again, I wrote, Triple H beat him up so badly, gave him a concussion, that now he's a sex addict. Yeah, pretty much. It does seem like that, because honestly... Yeah, like, no, he gets beat by Triple H, <laughs> comes back a couple months later, and he's like, let me kiss everyone, boy. it's not like an exact, like, um, uh, correlation or what, or comparison, that's what you want to say. But, like, so, imagine right now, you know... Not to date this podcast, we're going to date it so fucking hard. We have um, already dated this fucking podcast. Uh, so, Seth guys. Rollins versus Braun Strowman is coming up, right? So, what if Seth Rollins, like, destroyed Braun Strowman so hard that he went away, two months later came back as, like, a Punjabi Playboy character? I Imagine would... how much of a mindfuck that would be. But That's imagine what... how sick it would be! It would be sick! Oh, yeah. shit, did I know you... Braun's, like, good... But that's the kind of comparison I would think, and it was a mind, it would be a mindfuck for us, and I think at the time that would have been absolutely okay. Wild. Off topic, but have you seen the new Friendly Geordies video where the it's high school camp one? Yes. How mad would it be if three porn stars came in here and sucked all our dicks? You mad, you mad? I have never heard a more redundant question in my life. Of course, it would be mad. You are so shit for thinking it up. Oh, shut up, Geordies! You're such a cunt. No, no, Geordie, he's actually right. To be fair to Yilmaz, that would be mad. 
Like, fuck. That's, <laughs> that is... My favorite bit was when, like, the teacher came in and said, oh, shut up, boys, shut up, boys, I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love the I've bit. I've 100% done, like, the fake snore. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking bit where he comes in, and he's like, all right, boys, if you don't shut up, no canoeing tomorrow. <laughs> shut up, sir, we were sleeping, you just <laughs> you woke us up. woke me up, sir. <laughs> oh, oh, there's the classic, the high school insults where it's just like, I am going to come in your toothpaste <laughs> and give you that white glow. If you don't shut the bed, I'm going to shit in your hair. <laughs> shit in your hair and shit on you in your throat and then a necrophiliac will come and fuck you. Oh, Actually, no, you probably enjoy that. <laughs> How would I enjoy that? Oh, I'd be dead. <laughs> shut up, you fit shit. Like, it is the most high, quintessential high school experience so is just leveling the dumbest possible insults and asking stupid questions while you pop a half chub in a sleeping bag just being like but what if someone came and sucked my dick right now boys how mad would that be <laughs> oh and at the end where he lets that fart go and then oh, they're just yeah. laughing and then they don't get to go I want to follow up to see if they actually yeah, 100% get... got to go canoeing yeah no because teachers just lie to you they're like no canoeing tomorrow at all alright like because if they don't go canoeing then you have to sit there with yeah you know you have to actually talk to one of these kids and you just realise like Oh, fuck, my job is pointless. These kids are all dumb as shit. <laughs> Legendary. All right, so worst wrestler, Vlad Koz. Yep. All right. Dun, 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 dun. What's up, How many more do we have to go? We have two more. Oh, no, boys. We actually have something a little more positive up next. Best wrestler. How about, how about you go first for that one? All right. So, I looked at the kind of lifespan of the podcast, what we're doing, and then I came up with a first and probably obvious answer, which would be the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. So mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. like, huh, you know, pick him or whatever. Um, then I also looked at what happened in the... So the, the majority of the matches we're looking at are from 2008, right? Mm. Um, we've, we've reviewed, we've like, three shows three from 2009. shows from 2009. Um... And then I, so I kind of looked at 2008, I know like we're just doing from like when we start, but I looked at 2008 like as a whole and then kind of like, um, who was consistent like during that year, consistent throughout the entire year. Um, and then I came to obviously who won the 2008 Slammy award for the best wrestler, Chris Jericho. Mm -hmm. So we have Chris Jericho there as well. And then I have, so right here, all right, you might think this is a meme, so um, so I have Shawn Michaels, I have Chris Jericho, and then I kind of wasn't sure what I wanted, what, in what direction I wanted to go for like the third nomination. So I was thinking about it and the two options were, uh, the undertaker. I know he didn't really wrestle, um, until he wrestled. And when he wrestled, it was really good. Until he like murdered edge by throwing him yeah. into hell. So hell, he, he did the edge feud and then he kind of didn't do much until he wrestled Sean. But I think that those matches could be enough to like get him into like the nomination. Mm. But I also wanted to give some respect to Triple H. So, so right, it's all about the game. So, so we look at our worst wrestler conditions and how he did it. And the Carly was in there, but he didn't get worst wrestler because of like. The, meme shit the memory like the character that he was playing like towards the end of the period of time i might actually have another fosters Ooh, I, was, I was i was gonna open up a corona but like 
No, what? Foster's like it's drinkable. Yeah, that should be its <laughs> slogan. Foster's it's, it's drinkable. drinkable. <laughs> so I was thinking about the Carly comparison and how like we gave him a pass because of the stuff he did outside the ring, mm-hmm. and then so I looked at Triple H, and obviously I think he has the biggest presence outside of the ring in the WWE. Um, so. In this time period, I should say. Uh, like, obviously, there's The Undertaker, but Triple H is there for, like, the entire time. I don't think we've seen a show without Triple H on it. And he's been the WWE champion for the majority of the time. Um, so I was kind of looking at it. Like, so when we first started watching, he was kind of doing, like, the... Versus a new wrestler every month. Like, you know, new challenges. So we get, like, Kozlov, we get Kali, we get Jeff Hardy a bunch of times. Um, then they throw, like, a triple threat match in there, that sort of thing. Mm. And he just about comes away with the gold every time, except when he doesn't. Um, and he somehow manages to lose the title without putting a single soul over, ever. Good stuff. So <laughs> It's smart, at least. Like I'll give him credit for that. And it's then Kevin we kind Nash of flick into 2009. I'm actually su- really surprised. I know that they gave Jericho the slammy for best wrestler of the year to further like, storylines into 2009. Mm. But if they weren't furthering storylines, I actually think that the company would have given Best Wrestler to Triple H for 2008. But then you flick into 2009, and I think he's, like, a main part of, like, the biggest story in the whole company, which would be the Randy Orton storyline. Even though the start is, like, Orton vs. McMahon's, I think he comes in and really kind of... And I know he, like, buries everyone, no matter what he does, but I think he's, like, overall presence... um, outside of the ring the entrances like kind of the figure of the game uh being able to stay in the main event being able to stay the champion and like involved with this overarching like entire company storylines gets him like the nod over the undertake into the top three okay i just spent so long justifying triple h in like the top three wrestlers and let me tell you why triple h doesn't deserve to be there right so triple h is cool as shit right he has his cool entrance it's so easy to be cool when you have a cool entrance and you beat everyone and when you lose you don't really lose you just don't have the belt for a couple months and then you do like he was a babyface champion going into mania against a hot heel how weird is that to think about that like he wasn't chasing the belt no. he was defending that's a weird ass wrestling story like oh well, i don't think that was on him cuz they wanted to because Orton, no matter who he faced, like, he could have faced anyone. He could have faced, like, the ECW champion, whatever. But Orton, oh, Orton versus Jack Swagger. Give it to me, Daddy. Orton always had to be the one chasing because he had to win the Royal Rumble and have, like, the legal threat of being, like, of them cancelling I... the Royal Rumble right on him. Like, he couldn't go in as champion because then they can just strip the title. Okay, that does make sense. And he has, like, you it, get the legal... Co- yeah, like you can take Triple H out and Orton will always be the hot heel trying to chase the title. Okay, but... I would say, like, Triple H seems cool because just look at his feud with Jeff Hardy. He beat Jeff a bunch of times. I'm fairly certain Jeff never got a pinfall victory on him except in maybe, like, the scramble match, (laughs) which, like, come on, Brian Kendrick, my boy, as much as I love it, he was a champion in that match. He was. Should have been in real life, man. Brian Kendrick, missed opportunity. And so... But the thing is that Triple H put... I feel like Jeff Hardy was... Alright, he wasn't put over, but Jeff Hardy looked really good throughout that No! Field. I feel like he did. 
Dave, did you watch the triple? When has Jeff Hardy looked? I did. When did? When has Jeff Hardy looked better than like that feud? I don't maybe know. the CM Punk feud, maybe his mugshot. <laughs> but I, like I, I love how they quote the follow-up question to that can legitimately be, which, which one? one? <laughs> <laughs> Is it the one where he got arrested for the thing that was justified, the thing that was justified, or the thing that wasn't justified? <laughs> that wasn't justified. Thing that's fucked up, though. Yeah, no, we we talked about it at, at, on the last episode where it was like a public intoxication charge is intoxication. It's, yeah, no. You're into- fucking privately intoxinated, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I say intoxination like seven times <laughs> on the fucking pod. It's so bad. But like, um, I actually did a little bit of research here. It's not like, I don't think you can do public intoxination here. It was originally, did I say intoxination again? God damn it. Intoxication. I have a speech impediment. I swear. But like, it used to be drunk and disorderly. Oh, yeah. And then I think it got changed to disturbing the peace because they didn't want to have to, like, prove that someone was drunk just because they were being a cunt. So mainly the charge now is just being a cunt in public. Are you talking about here where we are? Yes. I'll have a look and see what's... Why are you doing your... You, you don't need to do your Jamie shit. I want to I wanna know about public intoxication. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, all right. Give us, like, a little review of Foster's then. I gave you I gave you a review before, but like um oh you, you said it was swill. I mean yeah, like there's there's really no way to describe like it's a little bit hoppier than like your average cheap beer. Like, you get that slight hoppiness when you Ooh, taste yeah, it, but like there's literally no aftertaste. Yeah, like with most beers, you'll have a certain aftertaste of something. Like if you have a what did I? What did I have the other the other week that was really decent? Uh, I think it was called Mustache Fiction. It was a oh, yeah. it was a beer like it, I don't even remember like what company did it. Like uh, it might have been Last Rites or, or some random company that just took over the taps of a pub. Yeah, and I like you drink something like that, and you get that you know you get that nice like taste when you're drinking it. And you get that, like, really nice aftertaste where it's, like, a little bit pale, but, like, a little bit somewhat tropical. Like, vague, vague tropical. Like, I'm not going to call it tropical pale ale, obviously. But it's, like, you know, you try it and you know what you're getting. Whereas with this, I think it's probably the first beer I've ever had where you just drink it. You get the taste of just, like, beer brand beer. Like, you know how in (laughs) movies, like, it'll have beer beer <laughs> like it just tastes like beer beer yeah. and then you try it and then um, it's like drink like the aftertaste is just fucking water like yeah. there's no aftertaste have like, you tried forex oh uh, not for a while like probably think, probably in my younger days before i developed my taste i think the best thing i can compare this to is like a stronger version of forex like, it doesn't think, taste strong how weak is forex like 0.9 drinks a can jesus it's, kind of like creaming soda <laughs> like, i mean I'm, I'm a big fan of my lighter beers like during editing i'll have a uh that's why they're cheaper you can buy a, like a 36 slab like pack mm. slab thing for the same price but like you drink that in an evening if you're actually trying to get drunk yeah like uh behind the scenes of the podcast Ooh. when when i'm editing i'll either have a uh cascade draft if i'm well rested like i'll probably go through about three or four in an editing session or if i'm just like i don't want to I don't particularly want to get drunk while editing this because this requires a little bit of precision in this stage of editing. I'll go through about six Cooper's Ultra Light beer. Oh. 
It has like no alcohol in it, but you and you can get it from the supermarket. But apparently, you still need to give your ID for it for some <laughs> fucking reason. And the th- can you get it at the self serve? Yeah, but the woman because it comes up with the thing, oh, yeah. and the, the woman came up to me like the self serve lady, who I actually know like yeah. like we've interacted a bunch of times, and she still asked me for my ID. Wow. And I'm like. Dude, I have a beard. Like, <laughs> I'm that the reason I grew this beard. I didn't get ID'd for these bad boys. No, no, no. That's the thing. Like, um, when you like growing a beard is the best thing you can do as a young adult because you get ID'd Women very especially. rarely. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna prejudice. <laughs> like, if you grow a beard, like I, I literally grew this beard. I'm fairly certain because I was just really sick of getting ID'd for buying cigarettes yeah. when I was drunk, especially like it had happened so often when I was like clean shaven and kind of drunk. And then I'd go there and they'd be like ID and I just got sick of it. Obviously you still get ID'd going into like loads of bars and yeah. clubs down here, but I don't like going to clubs. So I'm grand. Oh, there you go. So like I only get ID'd like really late at night when I go to play a part, yeah. like it's fine. I think my ID just about everyone at that point, mm. though. Yeah, no, if it's past, like, 7.30, you basically got an ID everyone. Yeah. Um, Alright, anyway, back to the fucking no, we, podcast. Alright, so I, I did my research. Okay, was it's I completely wrong? in this state to be drunk in public, and so you can be drunk in public if you're just chilling. If mm. you're just chilling, that's Like funny. Jeff Hardy on the stairwell before he got attacked. Exactly. And Charbo doesn't understand how he got arrested. If you're says that you can be drunk in public, but if you're drunk in public and you look like, or the officer suspects that you're going to cause damage to yourself, someone else, or property, then they can, like... Oh, okay, you. so that's... Essentially, that's disturbing the peace. Like, you you, you yeah. seem like... But then again, I don't like that. Like, I don't... So you can walk around and be drunk, but if you're, like, walking around being drunk and looking like you're going to do some damage... I, I, I genuinely... That, that, I don't like that, because... I really dislike it when there are, when there's laws or regulations in place that have certain security elements to them that are only justified by the idea of a future event. Yeah. Like, it's why I dislike, um, like, people who search, like, like, occasionally you'll go into a supermarket. This happens to me, like, barely ever. Like, occasionally you go into a supermarket and they'll ask to search your bags. Oh, really? I've never had that happen. Really? Well, apparently there's... Just for JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> oh yeah, no JB does that shit. They stamp your fucking receipts. No, no, it's whack. Have you have you ever I feel been? Like that's illegal. But... No, no, you can do it because you're in a private. Uh, you're on private property, so you have conditions of entry. They do have to. I think they have to display them somewhere. But like, okay. there's conditions of entry for like business private property. So I think I feel like it's illegal, but just everyone goes along with it. Welcome to capitalism 101. But like in Target, right? They the security. I've never been searching Target. I I literally like have to like open up my back because I'm always wearing a backpack. So I go into Target, right? And like this first time in a while, I've been to Target, and because they they're doing like the we sell plastic bags. Yeah. I just put all the shit I buy in my backpack afterwards. Yeah. Like when they're giving it to me, I'm just like, yeah, and I'll put it in the backpack. So I bought like a bunch. Like this is after my, I got my tax return. I bought like. Bunch of jeans, bunch of, like, nice pants, uh, nice jacket, like a nice. denim jacket that I immediately ruined by making it smell like cigarettes. Oh, man. Like, all of my clothes. <laughs> and, um, so I put it all in there, and I go to leave, and he's like, oh, yeah, can I search your bag? And I'm like, 
here's all the stuff I just lit you saw me buy and put in there and here's the receipt that I got given. And he's like, yep, no worries. So the next time I go to Target, I'm like, okay, they're going to search me. And I was just looking. This is embarrassing, but I go to Target and I, I look and very occasionally buy wrestling figures. Yeah, I, that's an embarrassing. Oh, I think the last one I bought was like the, the current like Mattel Basics just suck and that's all the Target has. But I did splurge the 30 bucks and bought an AJ Styles and uh, an Akira Tozawa. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, no, I, I dig it. I've got like, behind the scene, I've got like 53 figures, I think. Nice. And so I I think I looked and didn't like anything. I, I think I only had like a Ty Dillinger and the Akira Tozawa yeah. that I already had. And I'm like, and also the tag underneath said 30. And I'm like, oh, I just paid 15 like a yeah. month ago for this shit. So fuck that. So I go to leave and I'm like, oh, I have my backpack. I've got to like wait for security to come search me. Security's just having a fucking chat with someone. Yeah. And I'm like, just standing there I being like... I feel like you target their way much. It's more of like a... I know that it's it's not actually not really a concept in Australia. Surprise for all you Americans. But like in Walmart... All three of them. They have like, um, like greeters. Greeters. So they have like just people standing there being like, mm. hi. Oh, they do it. Yeah, no, we have it at like... Uh, at a Target, which I always fuck... A Target and Officeworks. They have that shit. Okay. At, so, at JB, they have more of, like, a security guard. But in other places, they have more of, like, a greeter. So, which says hi. If they suspect anything, they'll just, like, maybe ask to look through your bag. But it's mostly just, like, theft deterrent because you think there's a security guard there. But, um... Yeah, no, it's... it's just sec- someone it's, who's just kind of standing It's the concept of it. security theater. Like, it's yeah. the same way that, like, American Airlines work. Like, in America, where they have just loads of security guards, loads of weird shit where you take off shoes, and there's little to no evidence that they've ever actually stopped yeah. anything from happening. Even, um... What do you call it when there's, like, basically, like, a cop on the plane? Air marshal? Uh, air marshals. There's little to no evidence that an air marshal has ever stopped a terrorist attack. Yeah. Like, it's all just security theatre. Yeah, I guess it just makes people, like, feel a bit more shook. But honestly, but even the actual security guards, you can always get, like... I Like, when you go to, like, that electronic store, I don't know if you're going to bleep it, JB. No, um, I'm not going to beep. It's <laughs> it's a business. Like, yeah. it's not like I work... I'll, I'll bleep where I work. I'm not going to beep any, like, yeah. big business names. Like, they have actual, like, security guards. But if you just, like, kind of like have headphones in looking at your phone and just walk out they don't like yeah no they're not gonna come up i'm i'm a bit of a puss so i i generally like go up to them and yeah like, a lot of a lot of my friends will like volunteer their bags to be searched yeah. but i'm just like head down just walk out no and i completely get that because like uh, well, some of my, some people i know like avoid that place like because it's like you can avoid jb because like it's a convenient like entry and exit into like the shopping mall mm, that it's absolutely in. But some people will go the long way around just to avoid it going in because they want to volunteer their bags every time. I'm like, just walk in and just keep your head down. And it's just like a five, not a five minute shortcut, but like a good shortcut. Like, no, I, I completely get it. Because like a video recommendation for y'all is uh, Philosophy Tube did a great video on the philosophy of security. And hmm? give me the, I'll give you the, <laughs> give you <laughs> Uh, he did, he does a great video on just the idea of security post September 11. I think it's been a while since I've watched it, but it was it really did open my eyes to the idea of like it's kind of weird that people can force you to do things with the idea that something is going to happen in the future. Like 
with n- nothing else that'd be like a weird dystopian justification like yeah, so back sure. to the re- <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ I don't even know if we can come back from that tangent I, I that literally so just boring. realized we're doing our watch <laughs> so we just did uh, Vlad Koz's worst wrestler and you just did your best wrestler nominations oh tr- how do we get from Triple H to security theater <laughs> what the fuck this is going to be a great episode. Yeah, you still need to do your nominations. Yeah, yeah. So I have, I actually have two of the same nominations as you. I have Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho. Not Triple H. No, I don't have Triple H. I in fact have Edge. Okay. Because, oh, yeah. because like even though he he took a little bit of a holiday between uh, SummerSlam and Survivor he Series, he's definitely up there for me. Yeah. Well, he had consistently great matches, but I think we can both agree. He's been there fucking every time. His matches have generally been either the highlight or, like, one of the best matches of the night. Shawn Michaels. Yeah, it's just Shawn Michaels. Sure, yeah, no. We're going through... We went through a tangent of security theater, <laughs> so we didn't have to, like... It's just Shawn Michaels. Just Everything Shawn Michaels. is Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels had a fucking killer run from, like... Honestly, from, like, the mid-2008... Like, Chris Jericho stuff oh. until his eventual retirement... I think he was just balling. Genuinely, I, I... He did take, like, a good fucking four or five month gap that we're just at the start at. Like, he took all, like... Yeah, no, this is what this is what's really frustrating is we're going into, like, the new year. Like, we're going into post-Mania 2009. And there's going to be, like, no Shawn Michaels to, like, SummerSlam, I think. Yeah. And that's going to... And even s- at SummerSlam, it's, like... DX. DX. Like, it's no... Like, come on! Come back, Sean. Like, just <laughs> yeah. have, like, a full year of you as a singles guy. Like, I I know the... I think D- that's what 2008 was, honestly. <sighs> it was... I think that was that intended Jer- to be his last year. Like, you, you had that Jericho feud, which was fucking great. And then the... JBL. Yeah, the quite underrated feud with JBL. I think those were his, like... He went into 2008 have, intending to have those two be, like, his last mm. full-time um, kind of... Like... You have the Singles. you have the unsanctioned match with Jericho at Unforgiven, which is like the only highlight of that fucking show. <laughs> you have that fucking great ladder match, yeah, and then you have Sean losing, and of course they had to just destroy Jericho's momentum by jobbing him out to Cena at Survivor Series. Yeah, all right. So Shawn Michaels, Wrestler of the Year, dun, 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 dun. and. Uh, Finally, our last award is just... I, I have it down as meme character, but I'm just going to put... Meme. Like, what was the thing that was objectively bad? Thing, person, moment that's objectively bad that you fucking loved? So... There was a segment, and I, fig- I think it was at Armageddon. Mm. It's the backstage segment where... Um, all the divas are standing around, and then Charlie Haas as Santa Haas comes yes, in. Yes! I, I, what the fuck happened to Charlie Haas? Where's Charlie was, Haas that at? That was the last time he was ever on pay-per-view. Rest in peace, Charlie Haas. So Charlie Haas comes in as Santa Haas. Oh my fucking Christ. And then Santino and Beth come in, and then the Boogeyman and Goldust Yeah, no, in. I remember that. that and was then so after funny. that, all the refs come in, and they all start, like, dancing to, like, Christmas songs. And I was just like... <laughs> yeah, no, Boogeyman sings yeah. a Christmas carol. And then Boogeyman and Goldust, like, talk to each other, like, hey, Boogie, hey, Goldie. And I'm like... Yeah, yeah they're buddies. They're buddies, like, in the... Like, no, the that's, that's, that's definitely Armageddon, because you've got the... 
Santa's little helper yeah. match, and it's like Christmas pay per view. That backstage segment was one hundred percent like the biggest meme that I loved. Oh my of, like, fucking Christ! Show so far, that was. God damn it! That was I completely forgot about yeah, that. That, that was one hundred percent. That was the shit right there. Did you have any ideas about what you wanted to do? I got a few. Oh. I didn't have that one, which I think was great. First I will of all, put as an aside, that I did love the Miss WrestleMania match, and I wanted to have it there, but it is a little bit problematic. But yeah, but. But I it just, was. I love the backstage segment like so much. Okay, so I have honorable mention, maybe because we've just stretched out to just yeah. ideas, segments, whatever. The idea of a rope breaks. <laughs> we've discussed it thoroughly. What are they? I don't understand I don't them. Either. In fact, so In fact, I would say rope breaks not needed in wrestling. Fuck them. You reckon? Yeah, fuck them. Like, the only thing rope breaks... How are we getting out of submissions without just breaking them? And making the other guy look, like, weak? Just fucking break them or win with your fucking submission. Eh. Uh, okay, rope breaks for submissions, not for pins. Because, like, the only well, reason... you have to have both, right? No, fuck them. Because it's like you can't get a finish outside the ring. Okay, then matches that aren't just regular singles matches, can you not have fucking rope breaks, please? <laughs> like, it's... Like, all it does is justify, I didn't get beat by this finisher, but I didn't kick out of this finisher. Yeah. So how about, you don't use the finisher if you don't want someone to fucking kick out of it, but the guy's not winning. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ. I have Hornswoggle. Is he a magical leprechaun that or literal true. child? <laughs> Hornswoggle is a massive meme. <laughs> like, it's literally us discussing, like, in one of the other ones where you're like, Look, I get it because, like, he's magical and, like, Finley's Irish, so therefore his child, like, when he... F- and then my <laughs> question of, did he fuck a leprechaun to give birth to... No, it's just Irish like, people. Irish people have, like... I think I said, like, they have, like, a half a percent chance of, like, <laughs> of, like <laughs> a having a leprechaun when they have a child. <laughs> my fucking God. And just, like, me being, like... It's weird that they infantilize, like, a 30-year-old... Di- so what is that word? Infantilize. It means, like, make oh. look like a child. I didn't hear the in at the start. I thought you were trying to say fantasize. <laughs> what? Okay. So they make... So they so they make him out as this magical figure, but I'm, like... I'm also, like... And they're just making him seem like a slow kid. Yeah. And then you're, like, no, 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 he's magical, it's fine. And then literally the kid. next episode, he's just, like, a kid... Accidentally stealing Jack Swagger's yeah. belt. Like, Jesus Christ. They, every time I tried to make, like, an excuse for it, they, like, just destroyed it themselves. I know. Uh, I have JBL. His song that we sing. Yeah. <laughs> and also the fact that although... Also although, sad we'd never get to sing that song again. We'll sing it at the end of this one. Oh, alright. <laughs> Even though we sung it last one in tribute to JBL. <laughs> for <Yeah>. so long. <laughs> So, um, literal slave owner. <laughs> literal slave owner. Literal it's slave kinda owner. kind of creepy. And then I have just the idea of us every time we saw Matt Hardy baby face match. And we're just there like, oh, he's fucking with Jeff Hardy on the side. Like, <laughs> did you know that while Matt Hardy wins this title, he's busy planning to murder <laughs> Jeff's dog? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Like, and the fact that he does it with zero charisma <laughs> the fact where he's just like 
Like, I thought he admitted that he did this shit, and he's just there like, kind of like, accidents happen, man. Like, I didn't kill your dog, or did I? Yeah, he kind of like half admits. And then he comes out and says he didn't do it. (laughs) Uh, Then why did you admit to it? But he didn't, that's the point. It's plausible deniability. My fucking god, that was so good. So, we have literally none of the same nominations, but I think... To be fair, I only have, like, one nomination. I think you might be right on that. No, I think we can just kind of have... Instead of having this award, having this as an award, just kind of have have it... Just a discussion? As a retrospective. Of the the retrospective. Of the retrospective. Like, a discussion, as you said, of just, like, the funniest, memeiest bits of... God damn it. The year, so... Those are some of my favourites too, yeah. Like, genuinely, this... Uh, 2008 was a lot more meme than 2009. Oh, like, yeah, But sure. then again, we've only, like, really watched the... Like, 2009, it's just been the build to Mania. So I'm hoping... Oh, we do get meme shit. We get fucking Little People's Court this year. We get year. Little People's Court We get year. Bragging Rights <laughs> and Breaking Point, your two <laughs> favourite pay-per-views. <laughs> I fucking love Breaking Point. And then we actually, this year, like... What are you looking forward to in 2009? Probably to... Um, so, obviously, I know I'm, like, a fucking Cena mark, but the Cena versus Orton storyline mm. is going to be pretty massive. Um, low-key, the debut of Sheamus at the very end of the year, um... Is he killed be- my boy, Jamie Noble! So that'll be fun. Um, yeah. Just some, like, s- around, like, the middle of the year, it gets, like, a bit dry. In fact, the bit that we're about to go into is kind of dry, but... What? Don't you think? I don't know, I, I literally have not seen a ton of it. Backlash, well, alright, so you talked a bunch of shit about the WrestleMania main event feud, so like the like the triple threat match for the World Heavyweight title, mm. that feud still continues into Backlash Ugh. in like a very unnecessary way. Um, Do they really need Big Show, like just in general, like... Oh, you're going to fucking love how this match ends. <laughs> I, I, I have vivid memories of how this match ends, and you're just going to You have be, lucid dreams. Like, going, you wake up and there's cum everywhere because Big Show's there. You're going to be like, fucking... Oh, um, oh man. I'm looking forward. I, I am looking forward to this year well, because... Once you hit, like, e- extreme rules, and, like, CM Punk comes more to the forefront, that's mm. going to, like, really... What I remember from this year is CM Punk is, like... Main event SummerSlam, and then as soon as he loses the belt, he's just fucking persona non grata for a while, because they yeah. didn't know what the fuck to do with him. Yeah, they kind of. So this is Punk's like last big thing before he wins the title back. He does do the Straight Edge Society, which is kind of fun, but the like the high point of that comes to like a hair versus mask match with, with like Big Rambo. Show. What? Big Show ends up unmasking him. Like what the fuck? So when he when CM Punk gets his hair shaved, right? He don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You that's know? against Ray. Yeah. Yeah. That's but like, but Big eventually, but no, like CM Punk starts wearing a fucking mask. Yeah. And he gets unmasked by the Big but Show. That's, that's, like that's in, how I remember. That's like into 2010 and that sort of thing. Well, this podcast is gonna go on forever, isn't it? It is. We're gonna just ride up until we just catch up with like a month ago, and it'll be amazing. <laughs> oh, it'd be fucking great we just turn into like Meltzer reviews shit yeah hey man listen HBK vs Undertaker good match 4.85 <laughs> fucking idiot alright so uh, oh, I think that has about covered it so I just want to say 
thanks for listening. I guess. No, no, no. Like, Gen- generally, as as a weird, actual, genuine moment. Yeah. Uh, thank you to anyone who has supported the podcast just by downloading, listening, following us on Twitter at PG Wrestling PO D, <laughs> and just generally thank you. Like I know we don't have a large listener base, but we do have like a small one of people who are actually frequently listening. Yeah. We've got like a couple people in the UK for some reason. Oh, do we? Yeah, I have analytics. Hope you guys aren't going to Brexit the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Since they're out of the European Union, they don't get podcasts anymore. (laughs) And I I think it's more because they have Boris Johnson, who is like the Vladimir Kozlov of politicians, just hilariously bad. Yeah. But like, straight up, just thank you. Honestly, like, I know we're not exactly the most consistent podcast oh, in the world, I'm but... I'm pretty consistent. And I'm, and I'm not, and that makes us the odd couple. <laughs> <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> <laughs> couple? Oh, my but, yeah, legitimately, I know this is, like, a little passion project or whatever of ours, and it's just, like, nice to, like, record it, but also to have people listen to it. Um, probably mm. shit to edit. But <laughs> yep. But I'm but, keeping something in as the like WrestleMania 25 isn't out right now, but I'm 90% keeping in the you just me to shit talking you about like <laughs> about you just being like yeah no if it's three hours long it's fine I can still listen. To it. I'm like yeah, but it sucks to edit. <laughs> but we do it for the fans. We do it. We for do the it fans. for the fans. All seven. <laughs> yeah, but like it's no, really nice to have like a creative output, have a nice time together taping and have like people enjoy the creative output at the end like it's amazing absolutely like this like this is the definition of a passion project yeah like you you probably you said it best like it is a creative outlet and if anyone listens to this and fucking enjoys it love you yeah like honestly like our job's done yeah no absolutely and then one day we'll start a patreon <laughs> and then we'll sell out immediately yeah, and we'll start re- how do we sell out like do we just sell this podcast to dave Meltzer if he no, wants we it just like start working at fox studios or something like that oh yeah no i, I can just suck rupert murdoch's dick yeah i would i mean i can always end this podcast by being like a uh, david coke is dead hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> some so, things do happen in this world that are nice yeah so that is the award should i, I suppose I know it hasn't been, like, an entire year round of, like... No, um, next next time it'll be a year but round. But, like, this is kind of, like, the end of year review. Um, hasn't quite been a year this time, but next year it'll have been, like, an entire year's worth of pay-per-views reviewed. So mm. this is kind of, like, a nice... Solid end- buffer between, like, Mania and... Well, we have two buffers, I guess. Like, yeah. we, we talked about on last episode, after this one we're going to be reviewing and talking about our trip to the uh, Super Showdown that we were actually at. 2018. Yeah, last year. <laughs> actually, it's, PG. Com- it's coming up on about a year ago. Since Damn. That was like the highlight of my year last year. That man. was so high. How sad is that? <laughs> no, it was amazing. All the shit that went down, it'll be good. I don't want to watch it and I'm going to have to watch it You're for the show. To- I don't, actually, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I think- no, no, we're going to review. We have to review the show. Are we- oh, so we're reviewing the show. I thought we were just talking shit about our troop. <laughs> no, no, no. What the... F- no, we need to actually... This is the one, sh- this is like one of two episodes where we're not reviewing a show. We need to review a show next one okay. as sort of a stopgap between Mania and like the rest of 2009. Sure. I think our next, if like we continue on like a similar schedule, our next 
And no, don't make any time promises. I'm not, with Lewis <laughs> McGee over here. <laughs> our next end of year one should be out. Or probably in like April or something. Because I think there are like 14 pay-per-views. Like I mean, there is always the risk that I just suffer burnout and walk into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, this is actually one of the few things that I don't suffer burnout from, man. Like, obviously, like, there was a huge gap between, like, episodes. But that was mainly because, like, moving and just battling mental illness and just, like... Yeah. trying my best to exist is difficult. Yeah. Especially. Yeah, no, we're, we're, I'm back and better than ever. Oh, fuck yes. Got a knack for making things better. You can tell that Bischoff sung that song as well. Like, tell me he didn't fucking sing that. Exactly. All right, so, um, um, <laughs> so I guess if you've got any questions... Um, send to, to PG Wrestling POD at gmail.com or probably the quickest way is you can just follow us at PG Wrestling POD on Twitter and in all likelihood I'll probably follow you back so you can just tweet a question or you can probably DM me. Don't send me. This in the also I'm gonna beep that. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't beat JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, because it's a store that exists everywhere. That, that is specific true. bar is just like, you know, over there. <laughs> you don't know, but I pointed out the window in the direction of that bar. So, um, from uh, Lewis, I'm Lewis. From Jack, I'm Jack. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it. <laughs> Dun 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 d